We open up on a country road in the great Kansas plains. We hear the sound of a car and muffled music slowly growing louder. Kent Holmquist comes into frame and he is driving on this lovely fall morning with the windows down, enjoying the light breeze. He has always loved his little hometown and felt so glad that after his time in the seminary that he was able to come back home and work out of the same little church his grandfather had so many years ago. As he pulled up outside of the church, he could tell today would be very special. On this exact day five years ago, his grandfather retired and the church accepted him into the church as their new pastor. As the service went on, he played back every moment of the day in his memories. The welcome, the initiation into the church, the food, the music. What a momentous day. As the music came to a stop, Kent stood to give his sermon when he stepped on just the very edge of his robes. He trips and his arm swings out a little to the side and knocks over a large candle. Immediately, the tapestry beside him was in flames, and in mere seconds, more than half of the building was on fire. It was almost unnatural. People were screaming and running in a panic. As a burning banister crashed down in the center of the sanctuary, Kent realized that the exits were blocked for most of the congregation. In that moment, he turned to see the great book that sits on the display, the one that his grandfather had passed to him. Briefly, once again, we float back into Kent's memory. Now, Kent, this book is an ancient holy text. You must guard this book as if it were a person in your flock. This book may truly be even more important than your congregation. Now, Grandpa, don't be silly. It's just a... It's not just a silly old book. Trust me. Keep it safe. Do you hear me? Y yes, Grandpa. We are back in the burning building, and we see Kent as he runs over to the book, and he protects it in his arms and cries out, Grandpa! If you're out there, show me the power of this ancient text. And suddenly, Kent feels warmth, but not that of the flame. This was different. Then suddenly, without warning, everything was cooler to the touch. Then there was whiteness. Sounds disappeared, and then nothingness. Most of Kent's congregation was lost to the fire, but Kent Holmquist was just gone. Perfect. Um, every now and then we get like a clap where it is like literally perfect. And then we'll have one where it's like either the first one or the second oh, one is always like. 
like all over the place, but it's great. <laughs> I thought I love we sounded that. good today. No, I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sorry, I meant in like in Skype because of lag oh, and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're like right on it, and I'm like cool, and then sometimes it's like we'll clap, and then I'll hear one random person like four seconds afterwards. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I hope that um, was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so. Um, Let's just hop right into it, everyone. Uh, let's do a real quick recap of where we left off. Um, so in the last episode, um, in the last episode, Annabelle had sort of a flashback here, and she sort of had to uh, deal with sort of a past mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a kind of like a, a mechanic that I am introducing for Annabelle and potentially for Larson as well, since they're sort of um, kind of like online mystery solvers in a way, um, which we'll get into when we get to a moment like where we solve a mystery like that, but it, it will have bonuses for them. Um, so there's cool stuff that happens when we figure stuff out like that. Um, so that happened for Annabelle. Uh, TJ witnessed uh, Dr. Hank Mansfield kind of create a hubbub. TJ responded by yelling world star um, and inciting a cop fight. Uh, and then he went into the lockup room where he found quite a few things. He got his own personal record um, because uh, Jeremy picked him up for longboarding once. Um, then he picked up an amulet. And then he picked up an entire box worth of um, of evidence from the locker room slash gymnasium fiasco of the of, uh, you know, the homecoming. That's why we're here. Homecoming, right? Um, and then he was caught and he had to sort of make a choice. Was he going to kind of do something with the amulet or was he going to do something with the box? He smashed the box downward onto the floor and bolted. And then finally, Allie uh, decided to go to Taco Bell. Uh, she needed some sustenance. And that's where she witnessed from across the, uh, across the street. She witnessed the hubbub of the cop fight. And she followed a stranger down the uh, down the street, in which that was Dr. Hank Mansfield. They introduced uh, themselves to each other after a kind of a tense introduction. Um, and then everyone got together. And the last bit of the mystery was sort of kind of put together a little bit. You guys did a little bit of Google searching. And you found that the local church, uh, just on the outskirts of town in the um, Kansas Plains, uh, had been burned down about eight or nine years ago. And there were some pictures where there was a gargoyle and there were some pictures where there was not a gargoyle. Um, and in some of the pictures, some of the gargoyles faces had changed and had happened to look a lot like some of the people that were missing. Some of them looking uh, very clearly confused or scared. And that is where we left off. Um, so my opening question for all of you is uh, you guys are all sitting in the freak shack, freak shed. I mean, I'm sorry, freak shed. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, love that reaction every time. Uh, so you guys are mm-hmm. in the freak shed and you guys now sort of know that um, the one of the people who's recently abducted was also the pastor who supposedly died in the fire um, at that church, uh, you know, so many years ago. Um and that's sort of kind of the, the one of the last little bits there. So what is your plan of attack? You guys know where this creature is now. Um, so I guess basically it's just sort of what is what is the game plan, everybody? Um, I had one thing that I wanted to start out with. Uh, Perfect. 
in the gym, I dropped a camera. Uh, one of them got destroyed, but one of them uh, was able. To, I was able to drop. I would love to see if I could review that tape and see now that we know, like. Since we've seen the gargoyles' faces, I would love to see if we could see it coming through the wall and see who it was. Sure. Okay. Um, so is that a situation where you have to go pick it up, or can you kind of get in on Wi-Fi? Like, what does this look like, this this scenario? Um, I would assume for those, because she's so, uh, she's so much about surveillance, that there would be, they would be some sort of little, like... Uh, streaming device or something with those those little cameras that she has on her that she could uh, access them from an app or something. Okay, sure. Um, and not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to make you name that app right now. Oh, uh... I don't... <laughs> oh, man. Boy, that's the fastest way anyone has ever shut me up ever. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna call it I Spy Camware. Nice. Okay. So, uh, everyone gathers around as you pull up I Spy Camware. Um, and real, real quick, is that spelled like I Spy or E-Y-E Spy? E-Y-E. Okay, perfect. I Spy Camware pops up, and you look at your camera, and you have footage from the last, like, day and a half there. So you have the initial hubbub of everyone sort of uh, kind of panicking and and leaving the room. Um, You can see a little bit of the rubble. You can actually see the moment in which through the dust, Dr. Hank Mansfield sort of shuffles off into the locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, the gargoyle's back is to you um, as you see it take flight out of the right hand corner of the of the room. However, there are a few more things that you see. So you do see the moment in which um, everyone is wandering around and they are uh, kind of doing the, the, the back and tag situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the moments where they get up the blood from both uh, creatures, both the human and the um, tar oil-like looking crude blood. Um, you can see the tape going up. You can see the moment in which Officer Riggs bumbles over the corner with uh, his new friend to show her around, um, <laughs> very desperately trying to impress her. Um, you can see the moment in which he exchanges phone numbers. Um, and then you can also see one more moment where there is another person who sort of ducks in under the rope, not the rope, the, what is that called? The tape. Um, when some kind of people aren't really looking, um, and it's someone else looking around and, uh, you actually recognize it as once again, officer Riggs, he has popped back just a few hours later and he is sort of poking around and scratching his head a lot. What? And then he suddenly seems to kind of turn heel and walk out. Um, and then there is, let's see, uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. Do an investigate a mystery roll for me. Okay. Um, let's see, what does that use again? I, I have my book up, not yours. That That's is plus sharp. sharp. Okay. Yeah. So I only got a five plus one sharp, so I only got a six. Are okay. we all watching this? Should we all yeah, roll? Yeah. Um, 
I I'll tell you what. I will I will do this. If one of you can give me a good enough like uh like situation in which like you could sort of offer up something that like maybe there's something that you see or something specific you want to look for um something that's like convincing as to something that we could add to this we will either I'll either give her advantage or I'll give her a bonus whatever mm. kind of feels right mm-hmm. I kind of want to say just because like Allie has the relationship with Riggs but I don't know if that's like enough yeah. Like, maybe she knows what, like, the after effects of that manipulation look like or something. Okay. But, I don't um, know, maybe not. No, I mean, that seems reasonable. Sam, sorry, did you have something I heard you- Not really. Something? I was kind of going through my head. Like, my, I wouldn't really have anything to notice vis-a-vis Riggs or TJ wouldn't. Um, so, yeah, my only thing would be familiarity with the gym. But Gotcha, okay. I don't know how far um, that gets us. Let's see. Okay, so I think that um, I think what you offered up as like something that you know, like you you kind of know what behavior looks like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like after someone's been manipulated. Um, mm-hmm. You can. I'll say that I will give you a plus one to that roll, so that way instead of having plus one, you have plus two. Um, so you get a seven, um, and so that means that you can get one one question so um and i'll tell you what like this is gonna end up being technically two questions but i will give both annabelle and uh ally a question each Mm. and we were doing investigative mystery with this one yes Mm -hmm. um but i'll tell you what because of like kind of what we did and it is plus sharp um we can uh, i will allow investigative mystery slash read a bad situation if there's a question that you have. Like, if you both want to ask one sure. question from each one. Um, I want to ask what is being concealed here. Okay, what is being concealed here? Um, uh, what's being concealed here is the fact that uh, there is definitely something off about Officer Riggs' uh, behavior. Um, he is not necessarily bumbling around uh sheepishly anymore um it actually seems like for once he's kind of being a little bit of a good cop like actually doing sort of like um some real investigative work not that he never has but you know again sort of like we had said in the last episode this is a a town where this sort of thing didn't really happen or doesn't really happen um so this is clearly way above any level of police work that he's ever done and yet for some weird reason, he's sneaking around, even though he is a cop. He is clearly trying to make sure that he isn't seen. Um, and he is searching around for for something. Um, so what is being concealed here is what Riggs's true, um, uh, his true, not reasoning, what's the word that I'm looking for? I uh, His intentions. Riggs's true intentions are, are, are definitely being concealed here. Um, and there's something... There's something afoot with Officer Riggs. Hmm. What about Annabelle? What's the question that you have? Um, my question uh, off the list is, I believe, what was it going to do? And it'll be Keeper's Choice whether that it is Riggs or the Gremlin. Okay. Hmm. That's a good... Ooh. I... Which one do I want to do more of? Okay. 
I think to sort of help move this along, um, what it was going to do is Officer Riggs was searching for clues. Um, what he was trying to figure out was not exactly the same thing as what the um, the first set of cops that sort of walked through were, right? They were kind of like, oh, we think there was a terrorist attack. There was some sort of weird situation. We're just sort of doing kind of a generic bag and tag. He was there to search for something very specific. Um, he went there to try and figure out more about the person that he brought there. He was not looking around. He walked right past like the, the little bit of blood that was still left on the ground, um, you know, from, from both parties. He walked right past the camera at one point. Um, but he was searching high and low for any sort of trace of the person that he just recently, just a few hours before, really, had walked just through those very doors and halls and uh, kind of shown around. Um, and he, like I said, he at one point just turns, turns heel and leaves. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think at this point, Annabelle is giving uh, certain people a side eye. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's like she slaps a hand to her forehead and she's like oh no we should just leave <laughs> so here's the situation right there is now someone who is looking for you and you guys are all looking for something and or someone else right um, mm-hmm. all of you are looking for the gargoyle um, but Allie is also looking for her father and currently, Officer Riggs is looking for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the plan? What, what What's the next step now that we've uh, looked at all the footage? Well, I, I think mean, Annabelle's first step would be to go to the church. Okay, Sam, I'm uh, I'm fine with that. But Hank, I uh, what is all this? That I know you were saying that these things are. I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to take me a little... That wasn't an actual monster, right? And those pictures, someone just knocked over that statue, right? Uh, do we have a? Do we have some sort of weird Michelangelo person making really fucked up <laughs> statues of the people around town? Because none of this, I am... Uh, it feels like the three of you are on, like, page... 70 of a book that I haven't even started yet because it looked dumb and stupid and bad. I... I, TJ, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. First off, that's why summer reading is always important. (laughs) But the other situation is that I totally understand where you're coming from. You know, you're, you're out here and you're not really sure what is what and which way is up, which way is down. What is made of stone and what is made of flesh. But um, I've got some news for you, my friend. What you just saw is real. And uh, I'm, I'm do- I don't mean this as an insult. I mean this in a way that there's a certain innocence that comes from, from, from what I would call, kind of call a common folk. When it comes to a common folk, there's a lot of mystery that is not, well, it's not known. And... That has been taken away from you, and you're about to find that your world is a whole lot bigger than you thought it was. If you thought you were a drop in the ocean before, 
that ocean's about to become a whole lot bigger. Well, <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that because that's uh, not really the problem I'm having. Um, <laughs> y- y- the three of you seem completely capable in this situation and and unsurprised and you're looking at this tape noticing these things I, i'm a high school football player i'm i'm the quarterback of a football team that and and we just won state and that was the biggest thing i've ever done with my life ever and now I don't know how I can help. Well, TJ, that's going to be pretty simple here. You're the captain of your football team, are you not? Yes, sir, I am. So you're a natural-born leader, son. And if you haven't, if you can't tell, I'm I'm not exactly fighting fit. And these two can't go out there on their own. You need a team when it comes to fighting uh, monsters, and that was. That was sort of my downfall here. I can't really say much more, but I'm not usually on my own, like I said. I usually don't need the kindness and help of strangers. And if I'm perfectly honest, your whole reasoning for not trusting me in the beginning was pretty sound. I have not always been the kind of more gentle man as I may appear to be now. I've had some pretty, pretty tough spots in my history, and... I'm trying to make up for it now, but the fact of the matter is that I can't go out there and be support. You need a team when it comes to fighting these things, and I think that the three of you have shown that you are all capable. I mean, look at what you did over at the police station. Sure, you didn't actually get the blood, but you threw it on the ground. You broke it. They don't have the DNA. All right. But, uh, what, also, what, 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 what's the about that about though? That's a little well, concerning. Oh no that 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 was it. That, it was it was the 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 you know I messed up and well, cross contaminated, son. Oh shoot! I guess you're right. I didn't even I didn't put that together. I guess I guess they can still kind of scoop it up, but it'll take them a lot longer to to extract whatever. Even if they even if they could it'll take them probably a long time well you made a good call look i'm gonna give you one last piece of advice before i before i sort of let you guys loose to take care of this thing and i'll be on a walkie talkie with you just in case but um the reason why what you did was right was because if you noticed that in this crime scene right our two pools of blood were separate but when you mix their blood with our blood, that shit turns to stone real quick. Gargoyles, oh. they, they're they not quite... Mm, it's not that they're not of this world, but they're not quite of this plane, let's say. And uh, that's another reason why you have to try and find the people that are missing, because after a certain point, there may not be people left. Allie walks over to TJ at this point. She puts her hand on his shoulder. She's like, TJ, right? Yeah. The other thing, too, isn't that your minivan out there? 
<laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's my mom's. Yeah, I can't fit everyone in my dad's car because he has a bunch of junk in the back seat. So we're definitely going to need to use your car. Uh, well, you could stay here in the freak shed if you want to. Oh, so let's uh, let's just get in the van. Where, how's, where's that church? <laughs> uh, it's just on the outskirts of town. It's about um, like basically when Allie was entering um, the city, right? She sort of had a fork in the road. One side went towards the Kansas Plains. The great Kansas Plains, sorry, because um, they're better than just good Kansas Plains. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is just a couple of miles down the road um, fr- uh, from that fork there. Um, okay. It sort of, it kind of almost overlooks the city. Not quite, like it is a little bit on a hill, but it's not like, you know, looming over it like a castle or something. Um, mm-hmm. But like from from certain edges of the town, you can actually see the husk of that building, um, you know, kind of in the distance. Um, you can't make out any great details, but you can see the building. Okay. I just want to interject that Annabelle has been pouting and like shuffling around the edges of the freak shed, just fiddling with stuff and pouting ever since it was said that Annabelle and Ally couldn't do this on their own. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, appropriate. Listen, uh, th- I mean, um, strong female characters are certainly <laughs> abundant in this episode. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, the whole premise of our of our series here is you got to have a team. <laughs> I know that. I'm just saying Annabelle oh, doesn't agree. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, just in case anyone else <laughs> out there is pouting, like, you know, I, like, I'm just saying, like, if 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 we hadn't kind of turned TJ around, y'all might have had to find Officer Riggs. Also, mm. Allie's half demon and she got the shit knocked out of her. So. Yeah, we definitely need more than one person. <laughs> the, the other, the other, other, other thing is Sam hearing that whole speech from Hank was not like, oh, Hank thinks TJ should lead this gang. It's like, oh, Hank's saying what he needs to say to get TJ motivated. <laughs> That's yeah, not being, too being far the captain off. of a football team means you can lead this demon hunt. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'm just saying. I would trust Peyton Manning on a demon hunt. God, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't trust like, you know, Robert Griffin the third. Uh, he would trip mm-hmm. over the first thing and break his kneecap. Oh, poor you know? guy. Poor guy. But I mean, you know, I certainly wouldn't yeah. trust Joe Flacco more than I could throw him. You is, know, but is, like, jo- is, is Joe Flacco an elite monster hunter? Oof, um, oofa, no, but weirdly enough, Aaron Rodgers is. Ah, okay, okay. Wisconsin, cool. it may be cold, but wait, that's where. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin may be cold, but uh, my dude, there is a shitload of people, uh, monsters out there. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, Wisconsin's Annabelle doesn't trust state. any of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, real quick, before we move on to the van and head out there, um, uh, I just have one quick question. Mm-hmm. And that is, you just said to us, like, kind of like out of fiction that, you know, that you're half, you know, demon and, uh, you know, you got the shit knocked out of you. Did you say that to them? No. She hasn't said any of that. Maybe if Annabelle speaks up about, like, girls can do it too, she might be like, no, we fucking can't this time. Sorry. But she's not going to, mm. she's not going to say that at all or let, gotcha. let on to any of that. Cool. Okay. Sure. Okay, well then let's um let's pop in the van and uh let's head out. Um Alrighty. So um here's the situation. Uh I'm gonna we're gonna get you there and we're gonna get uh the 
weapon situation sort of figured out. Uh, Sam, you have a baseball bat since we're in your van. I'm assuming that there is a baseball bat with you. Yep. Yep. Um, sorry, one second. What the fuck is happening? Fuck. Someone is like knocking on my door, but like I, I'm not going to go answer that because I'm home alone. Is it the gargoyles? I'm in the middle of recording. No, not but it's the like, gargoyles. It's the I know gargoyle. for real. They, yeah, they're like, they're like, you know too much shit. Get out of <laughs> here. Um. Anyway, sorry. Okay, let's pop back into it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out the the um that the fact that Allie has a gun in a second. Now, um, my question for Annabelle is is mm-hmm. you have the ability to make makeshift weapons. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, are, would you like to make a weapon here in your uh, freak shed, or are you gonna sort of do it like on the fly at the location? Um. The the skill is really more sort of a um like what i got from it and what i kind of had it pictured in my head was uh it's you it's called wallop so it's really more like picking something up to hit someone over the head with ah uh, okay more I so it, than like making like i can trip and entangle people so i can make makeshift like you know traps and traps stuff. or mm-hmm. obstacles or but because it's called wallop i kind of pictured in my head more of a like pick up a chair and hit someone over the head with it or find a baseball bat or whatever kind of a thing sure. more so than like okay improving it's, weapons in advance it's funny that you say that however because because on the way i i i, I had this idea um on the way um well, why don't, we, why don't I get back into into the fiction real quick? Uh, hey, guys, you mind if we make a stop over at the school real quick? Just outside the gym. It'll take five seconds, I promise. We really don't have a lot of time to waste, but as long as you're fast. I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the football team. I'll be, I'll be really fast. Uh, can you just, just open up the, uh, the, uh, the tailgate of, of, the, uh, of the van for me, and I will be back in two minutes. All um, right. Oh, my God. And I don't know, okay, so I don't know if you're going to want to put this in, because this could be a kind of a cool reveal, um, but what TJ's going to do is there's the practice shed, right, uh, mm-hmm. by the gym. Uh, there's two things he wants to run and get. Uh, a big ol' bag of, or let's, let's make it three things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A toolbox. Uh, full of, like, hammers, nails, um, mm-hmm. stuff to, like, tamp down turf. Uh, a big ol' bag of footballs. Okay. And, and a, uh, w- one of the, it's, it's like, it's not a pitching machine, it's for, it's like a kicking machine, um, that shoots footballs out with two foam wheels, um, that you can like plug that in and it's used for like you it's used for practice like you you uh, practice receiving kicks and punts interesting um, so mm-hmm. i want to grab those three things okay those are the three things and i will let you do that if you um act under pressure cool act under pressure it is that plus is cool plus Cool. Mm-hmm. Come on, baby. Give me that beautiful bean footage. Uh, that's <laughs> gonna be a fiver. Even with your pluses? Even with my plus ones, cool. Yep. Ugh. Wow. Man, okay, everyone mark experience. Okay. Well, um, that's me leveling up, so that should be all of us yeah. leveling up. 
Yeah. So yep, at, at the end of this mystery, we will all level up. We are going to, um, I'm not sure if you heard uh, the episode for episode three yet, um, but um, in that I talked about how we will do a form of like a lunar interlude um, where I'm going to give people a chance to level up. We probably aren't going to do every single moment of it on Mike mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a lot of people to get through. Mm-hmm. Um uh-huh. But I think like we'll probably do like a recap of like this is the new move or this is the stat that I'm changing or oh, whatever. Right? So excited! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the real question is, what if yes. we all failed our roll so many times that we're the only ones that level up? <laughs> that means that um, we will become then, unto gods. Yes, that's very true. Um, then yeah, you guys will be the uh, you know the OP people in your parties whenever you mix mix and match. Okay, the OP so people. well, I have another um, question about that. Then, yes. if we are if we fail any other rolls for the rest of this, are mm-hmm. we just adding that on to like our next leveling up? See yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. at this point, we've done level t- like we're at level two, but we're not officially. But then like now we're just right. scoring up experience to yeah. level three. I'm not doing. I'm not going to do that thing where it's like, oh, you know, you have to like you'll hit. You can get this much experience, but then you're going to hit a level cap, and then once you do this, you'll start. Okay. I'm not right. going to do that. Okay. Cool. Um. So, uh, Sam, what I'm going to do here yeah. is because you're having to act under pressure. Um. And I donged it. You donged it pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make you pick. Um, two of them, mm-hmm. and one of them you get to keep in pristine condition, right? So, for example, if you wanted to take the toolbox and you want that one to be pristine, then you would get everything in it. It's all there. Uh, okay. If it isn't, that's the last thing that you're grabbing before someone sees you, and it kind of opens up a little bit, and you drop a few tools on your way out. Okay, cool. Um. So, um, yeah. In that case, uh, yeah, why don't we do this? Um... I'll just take the the footballs and the in uh, the uh, kicking machine, and okay. I'm gonna choose if if you'll allow me. Like I'm in such a rush or whatever, like half the footballs spill out the bag. <laughs> Something I'm, like that. I'm I'm picturing like I almost said Sam. I'm picturing Sa- uh, TJ, who's like maybe never actually had to carry the balls out. It's like this yeah, bag no, is gigantic, and like they're like tipping out of the top, and everyone's like, oh my god, TJ. Um, and then what happens is because this is a weekend, right? This is now a Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and there's still cops kind of post up. They're like, hey, 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 what are you doing over there? Hey, where are you, where are you taking those footballs? And you're like, uh, 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 and you know, you're just like dipping as fast as you can. Hey everyone, it's Colin, your best friend, your keeper, your coffee-drinking boy. I'm sitting here drinking some Four Sigmatic coffee, hello, Um, and I'm drinking it in my brand new Spooky Spouses mug. Uh, It's uh, pretty damn great. I got it recently from Jordan and Lindsay Reed, and it's a lovely design, and you are now officially one of the first people to hear about the fact that it will be in our soon-to-be-launched merch store. That's right, you heard it here first. Merch Store 2018 Scavengers Network should be up in August. Worst case scenario, September. Um, that also being said, actually, here's another really quick announcement. We're also going to be at PodCon 2. Um, a whole bunch of us are heading out there uh, in January, and uh, we're working on getting uh, a panel set up for it as well. Um, if you're going, and or if you just would like to see slash hear uh, that panel, because we will do our best to record it as well if we get it. Make sure that you go out to the PodCon 2 suggestions form um, and suggest myth takes for a uh, for a panel to kind of have a little Q&A and talk back and whatnot. 
all about uh, what it is that we do here. Um, and uh, real quick, let's talk about a couple sponsors just so we can kind of uh, get back into the magic of the show. Um, since I'm drinking it, let's talk about Four Sigmatic. Beyond the Portobello, there is an entire mushroom. Nope, there's an entire kingdom of mushrooms. There's not one entire mushroom. There's an entire kingdom of them. And many of them have amazing health benefits for immunity, energy, and longevity. Um, and at Four Sigmatic, we make a... Well, sorry, we. I'm not a part of Four Sigmatic. But Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with a wide variety of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They sell tins for at-home use and single-serve packets, which are convenient to carry and to share. Um, and Four Sigmatic not only offers the coffee, uh, but also the, um, and not just the, nope. And now, in addition to the coffee and the elixirs and superfood blends, there's also matcha tea and hot cocoa, and just launched for this summer, lemonade. I'm actually very much looking forward to trying that lemonade. I bet you it is baller as hell. So, uh, the best way to enjoy Four Sigmatic products is to blend them with a cup of hot water, uh, your favorite nut milk, or like me, you can just put it in, um, if you're doing the hot cocoa, I just do it with normal hot whole milk, um, but for the coffee, obviously hot milk, um, or simply mix them into smoothies and shakes. I've not actually tried that, but I bet you that that is also pretty fucking dope. Um, so save 10% on your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout. That's S-C-A-V-T-R-U-F-F-L-E. At checkout at Four Sigmatic, save ten percent. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about one more place before we hop back into it. Um, and just because I'm a little bit of a hungry boy, let's talk about Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron. Uh, with them, you get to choose from a variety of chef-designed step-by-step recipes every week. Get fresh seasonal ingredients delivered right to your door. Enjoy delicious, unforgettable meals cooked from scratch. Blue Apron's uniquely integrated model means better ingredients, better pricing, and a better planet for us all. So just go to bit.ly slash snapron30, that's snapron30, um, and get $30 off of your first order at Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, real quick bit of housekeeping here um, before we head back into the show. Just uh, another quick uh, announcement for you that I forgot to mention in the beginning here. We do now have a Twitter account, which is at MythTakesCast. Be sure to follow us there and also at ScavengersNet um, to kind of get all the updates that you are looking for on both this show and all the shows that we are all a part of. Um, as always, Sam Grezes is on State Your Case. Whitney Nelson is on Historical Hotties with her sister, Lindsay Nelson. And Morgan Spatola is on Academy Outcast with Thomas Jernigan. Um, and I'm on a number of other shows, but, uh, you know, you can follow us all, uh, through our multiple streams of shows and social medias and, uh, make sure that you're still using the hashtag myth takes. Um, that's a little bit easier for all of us to see the people who are talking about the show. And, uh, if you use that hashtag, you might just see your name on the show, much like, uh, Ryan Captain Spiffy Carl, who is, um, you know, Captain Spiffy. Uh, in the show, uh, made kind of a brief appearance, but um, there you have it. And then you also have the ever so lovely Officer Riggs, who is named after Jeff Riggs, uh, and he is at Jeff's Your Hero on Twitter. Um, great dudes, great characters, love them a lot. Hope we get to see much more of them. Um, and so I know that last week I said that this episode was probably going to be the last of the arc, but I was definitely wrong on that. They took us a little bit left field, but I. I'm a big fan of where we ended up. So it looks like next week, or the next episode, rather, uh, is going to be the last of this arc. Um, so this episode is coming out on August 2nd, 
which means that the next episode drops for you on August 16th. And then after that, we'll be moving on to the next arc and the next team, and uh, we'll make an announcement pretty soon about who, uh, who all is going to be in said episode. Um, and so for now, though, we're going to get back over to the show of Myth Takes. Um, who's in the driver's seat? I assume I would be driving. I also assume he would be driving. Okay. Um, So I'm going to just kind of hop in and So he just left and we didn't put anyone in the driver's seat? Like as a getaway Um, driver? Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. But, you know, in a way, I guess that kind of works for the act under pressure because it's like, you know, that's another reason probably why you're dropping the balls because you're just trying to get them in there as fast as you can. We're not going to. Yeah. Because you're like, everyone's like, oh my God, you were the driver, you know? (laughs) Um... (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So you you pop over, you um go 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 yeah, go exactly. Okay, I so do. you guys are I now go. headed there. Um, one last question then, because he sort of is grabbing some stuff here. Um, Annabelle, did you need to bring anything in order to make traps? Like, because you were talking about making traps, like, did you bring any rope? Like, what's in your bag, right? Besides your cameras. Um, it doesn't say that I need anything to make a trap okay, in in cool. the like skill so like wallop is an improvised weapon that right. can trip or entangle them but also can uh stun them okay. or inflict harm and then i also have it's a trap but it does not say that i need anything to create a trap cool all right perfect um and so after tj uh fumbles a whole bunch of footballs he pops into the driver's seat and you all take off towards the outskirts of town heading towards the ruins of the old burned-down church. So you guys have arrived at the at the church. Um, it is, I'm going to say it's, you know, it's like sundown is kind of happening right now. Like it's dusk. The sun hasn't fully gone down, so there's a little bit of light in the sky, but it's certainly mm-hmm. not... Not going to be fully lit uh, pretty pretty soon. Um, so what do you guys do? Okay, kids, what's our plan? I think before we have even fully come to a stop, Annabelle has her long-range camera out and is trying to scope things out before they get out of the van with her um, lens. Not necessarily to take pictures, but just to see right. the runes closer up and see if she can see any movement. Right, right. Um you see something in front of the church. Like there's something kind of like, there's like a, you know, like the signs and stuff like that for churches. Mm-hmm. You can clearly see something or someone sort of pacing near that sign, but the sign does block your vision of them. Okay, guys. It, uh, we definitely want to think before we get out of this van, because it looks like there's somebody over there. TJ, I can't can you tell pull over farther down the road then. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, I I pull down like you know, couple, you know fifty yards uh, down the road, and I uh, I pull over the the car and turn the uh, headlights out. Cool. Okay, so uh, you guys need to get to that church. So what is your plan of arrival? Um, I mean, well, walk. the first thing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first thing TJ is going to do, though, is he's going to um, 
set up the the kicking machine right next to the car with a bunch of footballs there. Um, okay. Uh, and um, he's also going to pull the jumper cables out of the car and put them next to the uh, the kicking machine just for later, just in case. Um, okay. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, yeah, I think. I mean, can we just kind of go? You've got the camera. Can, we can keep an eye on whoever that that person is, and is it I just mean, you? You I, haven't seen anyone else, right? I I haven't. All, all I see is is something or someone over there by that sign by the front of the church, and I can't see enough to see who it is. So I think we don't really have a choice but to get closer. Why don't okay. we try going around back at least? Because if there's someone there and there's, you know, possibly maybe creatures there or something, I would not want to run into one uh, face on. I would like to maybe sneak up on it uh, from behind. You know, maybe if there's something there. Sure. That makes sense. Um, Sounds good to me. You guys head out sort of kind of flanking the church a bit just to kind of give a wide berth to whoever that is in the front. And you guys arrive at the back of the church. Um, while you guys are sort of kind of out here on the outskirts of the of said church, right? You know, like I said, the sun is kind of going down. Um, it's starting to get a little dark outside. Um, TJ, uh, I need you to just roll two d six. Okay, just straight up and down two d six. Right. Yep. Just straight up, straight up and down. Uh, that's going to be a seven. A seven? Yep. Okay. Um, so with a seven, you are, sorry, real quick. Are you in the front, middle, or back of the, of the group? Um, TJ would probably be in the middle. Okay. Um, you are in the middle of the group and you guys are sort of, you know, crouched and kind of like, you know, solid snaking your way up to the back door of the, of the, uh, of the church here. When you feel as if you hear something right to your right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you are still kind of moving but you're you slowly sort of turn to look out across the plains and Mm -hmm. you see something that like it it, it's it's in the corner of your eye but it feels almost as if it's always in the corner of your eye no matter how far you sort of turn your head okay and you stop for a brief moment of in which uh okay who's in the back of you, uh, I Annabelle picture or... Annab- I picture Annabelle in the front. Okay. Yeah, with the camera. Okay, um, that's fine. I'll, right. I'll take the back. Okay. So Allie uh, bumps into TJ. Oh. Um, you know, sort I of in saw. a brief moment of sort of like, yo, like you know, obviously you guys can't really talk, but it's like you give him that look of like, yo, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Hold and on. TJ, you know, you kind of look at her like, oh, sorry, and you turn back, and for one brief moment, you do finally see what has kind of always been. In the corner of your eye, but the second that you sort of, if it had eyes, right, it would make eye contact with you in a, in a way, right? But the second that your eyes are laid upon it, it just vanishes in front of your eyes. And it looks like a gigantic house with all of the lights off except for one. Um, and it's not necessarily like close to you. It's, it's a little bit off in the distance. So, like I said, there's not a lot of, um, not a lot of definition there, but... It feels weird because it feels like it wasn't always in the same spot. And again, the second that you looked at it, it just sort of pops out of your vision. Um, 
And that is all that you're going to get on a seven, but that is something that we will be discussing later. Um, so you guys continue on and you reach the door of this church. Um, and the back door is is locked off, right? You know, it has the, the, the tape from like a crime scene and it's sort of, some of it's been torn off a little bit. Some of it's just sort of worn down over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids used to sort of come up here and kind of vandalize a little bit, but after a while, kind of people stopped doing that for whatever reason. Um, maybe there was just enough bad juju in the area that people were kind of like, you know, I just kind of feel uneasy about being here. Um, and so there is a lock on the door. Uh, so how do you proceed? Oh, maybe I think Annabelle turns to, to TJ and said, yeah, I think Annabelle turns to TJ and said, do you have anything useful? I, I mean, I, I've got the multi-tool. I can try and, I don't know, pick the lock with that. Um, so, so this is what I'm going to try and do is a, uh, is, I guess this is going to be another act under pressure, uh, role. um, um, yes, and sure. I, I'm, I'm going to try and either. So if I can't pick the lock with it, which I probably can't with a multi-tool, I'm going to try and use the, um, the pliers on it to silently break, uh, the lock. Okay. Um, Go for it. Ideally. All right. One second here. Act under pressure plus cool. Going to add my modifier to the thing. Uh, it's another seven. Okay. Um, so there's going to be a price to pay. Wait, can um, I help out yep. by like advising and giving him a tip, but then sure, roll to help, help out. out? Okay. When you help another hunter roll plus cool, which is something that you have a negative, I believe too, right? It's not a negative. It's a zero. So thank okay. you Sorry. for that. My bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not you as a person i mean like you yeah, know because you have plus three and weird so i figured something had to be uh, wonky oh that's a 12 <laughs> oh snap <laughs> okay so on a 12 plus your help lends uh lets them act as if they just rolled a 12 regardless of what they actually got you um the advanced things you have to like unlock those. Those are level up things. Um, according oh, are to they? what I oh, just read, okay. yeah. So you, I mean, you I do mind. get plus so, one to the roll, but you have to like pick like you have advanced help out or advanced act under pressure. You got to pick those as as your oh. like as some of your advanced level up improvements. Man, okay, so I must have somehow not read that one part of the of the book because I I read through that whole playbook pretty pretty heavily so i somehow missed that okay it's on the character sheets it, it, it's it's weird it's the thing that i got oh. is like mark two of the basic moves as advanced which to me implies that like that then you can um, that you makes can sense do that cool okay stuff. yeah so you must i guess i guess i mean that makes sense too right like if in a, in a video game you know you don't just start off as a master lock picker you know you have mm-hmm. to kind of level that up okay um, well then, if that's the case, then, uh, your help grants them a plus one to their roll. Gonna be which, an eight. Which is still not quite good enough, so you're going to... Damn it. Um, here's the situation, right? You know, there's gonna be a price to pay, or I guess in a way, maybe it's closer to a worse outcome. Mm-hmm. But as you're picking that lock, you hear, uh, you hear the, you know, like the last little... Uh, pin kind of click in and the lock comes down 
And it's like, aha, yes, it's a, it's a great moment. Mm-hmm. And just as you're about to turn to let everyone know that you're in, like a hacker in a 1990s movie, you hear the sound of a shotgun being cocked behind you. <laughs> and you hear a voice say, don't you fucking move. <laughs> Officer Riggs has found you. God damn it. You made just enough noise to capture to capture his attention from the front or the side rather, I guess. And he has come around and has found you at this back door. And he now has a shotgun trained on you. Riggsy! What do you do? Hey! What's uh what's all this about? Uh, hey, I guess. Um <laughs> All right, look, I ain't never held a gun on someone before, but so this is a little tense, so I would really appreciate if people just sort of were also kind of chill. Can we be cool for like a second, please? Can you um, drop the gun for like a second, please? Um, all right, let, mm, I'm going to put it down a little bit. Yeah, just like, like, like don't point it at face. my flesh parts, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna just sort of aim it a little bit down towards like towards the feet area, just not in your face. All right. Not not ideal, but okay. Listen, I don't know what happened, but there's a small portion of a few hours back that I don't quite. Hmm. There was something that just sort of happened. Something that wasn't wasn't. I ain't never seen anything like this. I was talking to you. And he points to Allie and says, and you just sort of, metaphorically speaking, charmed the pants right off of me. I mean, they were clearly still on, but I mean, Riggsy ain't never felt like that before. And not, not like in a, in a love kind of way, like, like I've never not been in control. And something that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I mean, I was kind of into it, but I also, it kind of freaked me out. And so I was like, I need to find out what in the hell just happened. Something is not right here. We got walls crashing in around us. We got people who just sort of look you in the eye and suddenly you're not in control of your life. And there's people going missing and you guys are out here wandering around exactly where I somehow knew y'all would be. Listen, I... Listen... I'm just as confused as you are, okay? I just, you know, honestly, I was just very interested in the crime scene. I'll level with you. My father disappeared last night, and, you know, we're trying to find him. These two young folks were kind enough to help me out. And I was just, you know, sort of looking for clues. And you were kind enough to help me out. And I honestly, I just, uh, I didn't think that you would, but I just thought that you took it upon the kindness of your heart to just, you know, help me find my father. Well, I mean, I guess I appreciate the honesty there for, for the first time. I gave you my numbers in case you like needed help or something, but I didn't get yours and I didn't even get your name. I'm Allie. Okay, well, as you know, I'm Officer Riggs. Officer Jeffrey Riggs. Listen, it's it's not good out here. I know you you're looking for your dad, but why don't you come back to the police station and we'll we'll talk to the captain. Captain Captain Spiffy, he's a good guy, and he'll I'm sure he'll help. I just 
<sighs> I'm sorry I held the shotgun at you. And he officially puts it down by his side. It's not, you know, like it's not two hands on it. It's just mm-hmm. sort of down by his side and he's letting his guard down. You know, you haven't manipulated him this time. This is, you know, your honest truth. Like you're, this is your diligent, I'm a good person and I'm, you know, not going to, I'm going to shoot straight with you. Okay. Eh, maybe shoot straight isn't the best terminology. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, Hopefully not shoot at all. Here's where we're going to leave it at. Do we do we have time for me to do a quick read a bad situation roll? I, I can't, I mean, th- just in character, TJ wouldn't let that slide, especially now that the, the shotgun's yes. down. I will, like, I will let you do that. Okay. Um, so that's going to be 2d6 plus 0 for sharp. Uh, ooh, that's, okay. Never mind. Uh, that's going to be a 10. Okay. Um... So I hold wow, three. You three. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, I want to know the first one is what's most vulnerable to me. What's most vulnerable to you? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. My okay. So so let me let me give you my three all in one. Um, okay. Sure. I want. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, mm-hmm. What's most vulnerable to me, and what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay, um, I'm going to answer what's the best way to protect the victims first. Okay. Um, TJ, because you've been sort of kind of like, uh, what's the word for it? Like kind of a little bit on an adrenaline rush on, on this situation, especially once you heard the sound of a gun, knowing that uh-huh. you were fully kind of not necessarily on your knees, but you were definitely squatting down and you're not in, you're kind of prone in a way, right? Uh-huh. You are completely at the mercy of someone else. That kind of just suddenly, it, like, you know, like when you're so amped up, there's like a small ringing in your ears, right? Have you ever, have you ever felt that? Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just have tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, it's like that sort of situation. Like, it feels like your heart is like in your throat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> now that the gun has been lowered, you're starting to f- notice that the amulet that you picked up in that, uh, police station. Mm-hmm. That amulet is starting to. You're realizing that it's like kind of, again, just like last time. It's not vibrating, but there is some sort of weird energy that is sort of emitting from it. Big amulet energy, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, topical humor, which in five years or even five months, everyone's gonna be like, "What does that even mean?" I mean, it's um, Bay for short, so there you go. Yeah, oh, Bay. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, so you're getting some real bay up in here. Yes. Um, and and it's new. It ain't old bay. Uh, uh-huh. That's another. Oh, that's it's, another it's good that joke new for bay. Our, it's the sequel. For Maryland Blue. Very Maryland. Boom. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you know. So you're starting to feel that, and you have this weird like sensation of like not necessarily being tugged, but it feels like, um. You know, sometimes like when you're lost and you just sort of kind of feel like, I just feel like I should be going this direction, right? Mm -hmm. You have this sort of overwhelming sense of direction pulling you towards the door. Um, And I know that's not a full answer, but I promise that it's going to have a payoff once you walk through that door. So that will Mm -hmm. give you the full answer of what's the best way to protect the victims. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like the start of it. And I I, just remind me and I will make sure I give it to you. Um, Yeah. And in the next episode, um, then what's most vulnerable? And then are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Right. Yep. 
Okay. Oh, and What's then you also asked to- me to you also asked me to remind you what you thought I was going to do at the gym. Right. Yes. Um, I will. I will do that in a in a second here. So okay. Um, what's most vulnerable to you now in this in this situation? Do you mean like kind of like to fight or something like that? Right. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely will... do mean to 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 hit very hard with my baseball bat. Okay. Um, at this exact moment, the only three things that are within your, or I guess there's four things that are within your your reach. Right. You're mm-hmm. sort of standing. Um, at the center of like a think of it like a D-pad, right on a controller. Yeah, you're sort of that little center button, like right the like okay. little center dot in it. Behind you, like the down would be the door. Mm-hmm. Left would be alley. Right would be Annabelle, and forward would be um, Riggs. Right. Okay. All four of these directions, there is something that you could hit either with your fist that you could body slam with your bat, something right. Like you could smash okay. that door open. You could smash any of them. Um, you could, if you wanted to, you could potentially reach out for the gun, but it is still in his hand, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. that could be, that could also be you most vulnerable to him as well. Sure. Um, that's sort of okay. a two-way street there. Um, cool. The dangers that you haven't noticed, well, there is a danger that you haven't noticed, and you're about to. I was thinking, um, I was thinking that this might be how you chose to end the episode. Yep. (laughs) Officer Riggs is standing there and he's offering his hand to you all to say, like, not like literally, but like, you know, his proverbial hand to say, I'm willing to help you out. Like, if you'll just be honest with me and sort of pull me in on this situation, right? Like, he felt a little bit truthfully manipulated, but at the same time, there's something happening and even, you know, his his sense of mystery is, is getting to him and he... He wants to know what's happening just as much as you do. And that's when you hear a sound that Annabelle um, and TJ, you have never heard this sound before. <laughs> but Allie, you have. It's the sound of wind rushing underneath a tarp in the storms. It is the sound of rushing wings as out of a... Uh, you, you hear the sound of shattering glass on one side of the building, um, followed by that, that whooshing sound. And from around the corner comes swooping a gargoyle. And Officer Riggs goes to pull up his gun, but he is too slow. No, Riggs! 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 Officer Riggs gets the wind straight up knocked out of him as he is essentially body slammed into the air. Allie is he, Like, somehow. Um, and his shotgun falls to the ground. It does not go off, don't worry, uh. but it, it falls, it clatters to the ground, uh, and he gets picked up as Officer Riggs, what the hell is this giant bird? Oh, 